folks, back here on the Boss Man Show, friend of the show, Coach Reggie Witherspoon of the Canisius Golden Griffs up there at the Matt Conference. Coach, good to see you, man. How have you been? Man, I'm doing great, Boss Man. It's great to see you. That's right. See you. Not just talk, but to see you. Yeah, hey, Zoom has made my life a lot greater, man. I can talk to you guys and see you now rather than do it over the phone. So, hey, the pandemic's been bad for us, but, hey, the Zoom thing has really helped us get to see each other. We do interviews now. Now we can see what we're talking about each other. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Who's Zooming who? Rita Franklin. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Hey, Coach, Ray, we're just going to go back to March, man. You know, for me, it was my birthday, March 11th, when everything kind of shut down. That's the Hawks game and the Knicks game and said suspended, right? So, for you guys, I know it's March Madness time for you guys. So, how was it with your team when that all, the coronavirus all came down, stuff getting canceled? So, talk to us about how you and your team handled that rough period of March there, Coach. Well, for us, our season had just ended. So, we, we played a game in our conference tournament. And it didn't really hit, it was starting to hit us how heavy this really was. The whole notion of coronavirus um, and where we were at the time, you know, we were in New Jersey. So a lot of cases were starting to come up and we were also, we had just played Iona, which is in New Rochelle, New York, which was the real epicenter of this whole mm -hmm. pandemic. And it was, it was just completely hitting really hard at that point. And um, it was a shock, you know, like, whoa, you know, this is, this is going to shut down everything. And when, it, when we found out where, what area had been hit the hardest and we had just played against a team from that area, it was, it was, it was concerning, you know, now we, had, you know, we, um, we also had a situation where we had, um, a couple of officials, referees, basketball referees who had had our game, had a game of ours, who had contracted the virus. Oh, wow. And um, what that meant for us was, A, we didn't know if they had it when they did our game. And then B, in the tournament, we played a game, and the game before us in the same building, of course, uh, one of the officials in that game had tested positive wow. for uh, COVID. And though he didn't do our game, he shared a locker room with the officials who did our game. So when his game was over with, he went in the official's locker room and, you know, he showered and changed in the locker room. When he was there, the officials were showering. I mean, the officials were changing and getting ready for our game. So they shared a small space. Then those officials came out and did our game. So we didn't you know, know at the time, did they, did they have it when they did our game? So what that meant was uh, when we found that out was we had to be in quarantine. Our entire team, our entire travel party wow. had to be in quarantine for two weeks. And, um, you know, there weren't a lot of tests available, so you couldn't just go get tested. So you just had to hope you didn't have any symptoms, which thank God none of us did. But we, uh, I was, I remember going in, I was driving into work one morning and I got a call saying, just turn around and go back home because you can't come in. And, um, you know, went back home and just kind of, as I look back now, at that point I was thinking, you know, because even though it was starting, the virus was starting to swell up, you didn't really have a lot of people you knew with it. 
Mm-hmm. So you, I, w- I wasn't thinking maybe I have it. I was just thinking, okay, that means I can't go anywhere for two weeks. I can't go into to work. So I was going to work from home. As I think back now, you know, there were people who who uh, who, who got the virus, uh, uh, game officials who got the virus, who got very sick. Some of them, at least in one case, is still kind of recovering from that. Um, and you know, we you know we know people who have who have died from it. So. Uh, including my uncle. So, you know, now looking back, we're like, whoa, you know, but there were no, you know, you couldn't just go get a test. It, mask wearing wasn't that easy. We just go pick up a mask and, 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 and it wasn't that. So you just like sitting home, you know, did we know we were going to be doing that for months and months and months? No. Yeah, I'll say real culture. So we played the New York Knicks. I was kind of scared, you know, because mm-hmm. played the Knicks that night on my birthday. So I'm like, wow. Now I was still doing what I was doing, but it still scared me because I'm like, wow, we played the New York Knicks here, you know? <laughs> and right. they, had, they had fans here from New York. Oh, so, wow. So, like, the Knicks fans wow. always pack out Hawks games, always. <laughs> so, wow. So, like, you know, it was like, I was scared, but thank God nothing happened. So, but, yeah, Coach, I'll share something. It's like, you know, having it kind of hits you because, wait, who, who you was around right before everything went down, definitely a scary concept. Right. I mean, that you know, when you think of how many cases an area like New York City would have, that's frightening. You don't know who has it, who doesn't. And it's still frightening because the way we're trained to think is, well, as long as I'm not around somebody that's sick, I can't get it from them. But that isn't how this works. Somebody could give it to you that's asymptomatic. And, um, you know, it's not, you know, you have to protect yourself. You have to have on a mask at least, and you know, and socially distance and wash your hands because someone could could you know you could interview somebody and and they could be perfectly healthy but they could pass the virus to you well definitely now i've went to wearing goggles coach like i wear like the old school horace grant rick specs goggles with my contacts <laughs> man that's check, a, you know what check the eyes because it gets that's, the eyes that, too that's smart because now what we're learning is that People who wear who wear glasses or who wear goggles, you know, because I, I, you know, you, you, they decreased uh, the chances of you getting it. Most definitely. So yeah, I've went to that. I put on my when I go outside, coach. I, I take off the the, the the tenant shades, put on the contacts of my goggles. People look at me like I'm weird, but hey, I said the virus get through your mouth, your nose, and your eyes. Those are virus entry points. Eyes, nose, mouth. So if I got that covered. I can decrease my chances of getting sick that way. And plus having asthma, I don't say stay with stay people because, you know, I have asthma too. So oh, wow. I, I got to make sure I'm healthy to do the boss, man. Show and talk That's to coach right. and other people. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't be sick. I, it's only the boss man these days. <laughs> no boss man's a boss man show, coach. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man, you, yes, you're doing some wise things, man. Yes, you really are. Hey, you know, you know you've done some homework, boss man. Oh yeah, well you know, coach. You know, I, I use the common sense. Like a virus, it gets to your eyes, nose, and mouth, and hands. It's surfaces, right? So mm-hmm. hey, this is the, this is a virus, right? So the same concepts, but see, people are not talking about the eyes. They're talking about mask. They're not discussing the eyes because it's airborne. Right. Like I said, it's beginning. No, any virus is airborne. 
Why do you think on the elevator somebody sneezes or coughs, you may get sick too because they right. they drop it in the air. So I feel like coach, a lot of people are not using common sense about this. That right. it's a virus. Viruses do what? They're airborne. They entry where? Eyes, nose, mouth, three entry points, hands, surface, touch, face to eyes. So like, hey, how do you stop that? Goggles. And I wear a double mask, an N95 mask with a cloth over it. So focus to have an asthma. I got to take extra precaution, of course. So right. I feel like it's, I tell this every week, it's common sense, people. We, we're making it harder than it has to be, coach. I tell this all the time. Made it harder than it has to be. That's right. You are so right. I do. I, I wear a shield when I'm in the gym with the guys. If I'm in there for too long a period of time, but I always have a mask on, um, you know, when I'm indoors because, you know, we got to take precautions while we can. Because once you have it, you have it. Yeah, and it's right here at Georgia State, uh, one of our quarter quarterback here, uh, a great talent. He, ha- he got the virus, but his heart has that heart in- inflamed with that microcardosis from COVID-19. He can infect your heart, your lungs. So even a guy that's 20 years old has some lingering effects now. So we got to take it cost because even when you don't have, quote-unquote, the corona symptoms, it's messing with your kidneys. It can cause lung damage, your heart. So it's attacking every system we got <laughs> so, when you get it. So knowing that, I've talked to my listeners here, Coach, all the time, man, you have to take this seriously. And mm-hmm. you can't get impatient. You can't get that whole, I'm sick of being tied up. Because I'm going to say, you're here today for what you did yesterday. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> if you go act the fool yesterday, you might not be here, 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 here today. And you right. make something you don't want. That's and right. It, and it could be like, hey, you know, you can take your eye from me, coach. I'm a single guy. I said, look here, I, I, I want to go see, 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 see some gals, but I, I don't want to take an L for that moment of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, I, had, I, I had a good, hey, he got one more off, but he's heading, he's heading below now. <laughs> you know? And you know? I was still for one reason, I was still, still for another way, and he ain't coming back, so I don't want that. So. <laughs> you got to be careful, man. So, you, yeah. And, and, and um, you're, you're right in that there's other lingering effects. So you said the quarterback from Georgia State? Yeah. Inflamed yeah. heart from COVID-19. No symptoms, but now he has an inflamed heart. So from the having COVID, so even when you're not symptomatic, it's still doing something to your body. It's doing something to you. So that's the part that people hasn't haven't come to grips with. And unfortunately, in Atlanta, we we don't have a mask mandate here. So we we have bars open, nightclubs, uh, co having clubs, having an indoor pool party inside of a club, bringing a, a portable pool in a club, filling up, having an indoor pool party. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, why? And, you know, Atlanta's a majority minority city, so a lot of us get it the worst. And right. we're the ones being the fools out here. Like, That's right. <laughs> what are we That's doing? Right. So, and you mentioned one other thing. You mentioned about basically having endurance, having uh, – because we get tired of the inconveniences. And when we get tired, we lose endurance. Mm-hmm. And – that's when we need encouragement to just say, you know, we got to keep through this thing until we, until we can officially get through it. We'll get through it, 
but we got to have enough endurance to say, okay, I know I'm tired of wearing this mask. Uh, I wish I could have it the way I used to have it, but, but we got to have endurance enough to say, I'm going to do this until it's yes. over. Yes. That's the big picture coach trying to make my listeners understand. Hey, I tell them every week, coach, we have to fight the good fight. You want to stay alive. I mean, a moment of fun can be your demise. That's right. And you don't want to take that risk. No. I, I like no. breathing still. I have a lot of impact on this world still. I like being here. You know, I, I'm not ready to go, to go, 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 go see the Lord yet. You know, no. I want to be here a little bit, a little while longer. That's so right. I talk to my listeners, listeners every week, Coach. I, hell, give them the, 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 hey, please be safe. Take precautions. Don't get impatient. Just Don't get impatient. That's the key. <laughs> yes. Don't, get, don't lose endurance. Right. Yes. You yes. Know, because, because a moment of fun goes by quick when you yes. compare it to an opportunity to live. Yes. A moment, a moment of fun is really only about ten seconds when you compare it to an opportunity to live. You got that right, Coach. So you're so right, and and Coach, for your young men, having mm -hmm. to go from on campus to mm -hmm. virtual. Mm -hmm. How was that academically for your young men? Uh, I know it was kind of when they went back home, you know, they miss a class, usually you get sit them and make them run something, do, make them do some conditioning work. But when they're at home, all you have is the blackboard looking at what they're doing. So how did you guys handle academically being virtual from being on campus all, all semester long? Well, it was a challenge going back to the spring because also we're not seeing them. We're not, we don't have that, we didn't have that FaceTime to be able to see them and have them see us. Now, fortunately, um, you know, I said this not just because we're on Zoom, but I said I never heard of Zoom until until March, let alone you. Same here. I have really heard of it, you know. And I have FaceTime on my phone, but I'm gonna tell you, I I I'm probably didn't use FaceTime no more than twenty times total on my phone. But after that happened, I was on Zoom and FaceTime all day, every day. And the idea was, you know, we were all going through it, but for, for, for younger people, you know, our guys, um, I didn't want to run the risk of losing that contact with them. Mm -hmm. So we, we, as a staff, we really worked hard um, just to keep them encouraged, uh, keep them organized if we could, and, uh, and follow up and follow through with them on assignments and quizzes and, and tests and, and, and just study halls and we did as much follow-up as we possibly could, and we had really our best semester uh, that the men's basketball program has had in a long time was the spring semester. And then now they're on campus. Some of the classes are virtual. Um, as you know, New York, New York State is, is a very strict state. You know, we, mm -hmm. we started off with this COVID, and it was, it was tearing apart the state. And we've gotten ourselves to the point where we're actually doing very well. Um, I, th I feel as though we've gotten great leadership and, and we're following the science, but it's very strict. Mm -hmm. So as we come back on campus, if you're from a hot spot state, when we started in the fall, our guys would have to quarantine for two weeks if they were from, you know, if they were international students. So we have internationally, we, we are represented by um, the Netherlands, uh, two from the Netherlands, one from the Ukraine, and one from Canada. Well, the kid from Canada, Scott Hitchin, never never went back home. So he stayed here the whole time. So he didn't have to quarantine when fall semester started. 
but the other three young men all had to quarantine for two weeks. And then if you're from a hotspot state, we had one from Maryland. Maryland's a hotspot state. Uh, we had two from Ohio. At the time, they came here two weeks early. And they came on, so they arrived on a Monday with the intention that they were going to have to stay in their room for two weeks and not come out. Wow. They got here on a Monday. On Tuesday morning, Ohio dropped off of the hotspot state list. So one went back home, but he knew if you go back home and they go back on the list, whenever you come back, you got to quarantine for two weeks. He ran that risk. It worked out well for him. The other young man stayed, did his quarantine anyway. Um, but it just speaks to how the things had to be adjusted to, that if you come from a hotspot state, and it's still that way. So it, so it relates to scheduling too. You know, Most we definitely. can't really schedule a game against a team from, say, where you are, Atlanta, Georgia. That team would have to come here and quarantine for two weeks uh, and, and not do anything and then play us on the 15th day, which is obviously not going to happen. We wouldn't be able to go play them because we'd have to come back and quarantine for two weeks. So um, – We've had to really adjust to this whole different way of, of learning and doing things. Now, I'll say this, um, for our guys right now who are in class, some of their classes are virtual. We do, we're trying to get our guys away from the notion of having to be in a classroom because one of the other things that's being done, not just in our state and statewide, but it's being done in our county, is that if a young, if a young man or young, young lady is in a class and it's 55 minutes or longer, and someone in that class tests positive for COVID, the entire class, including the professor, has to quarantine for two weeks. And wow. that's with a mask. So you have to be, if you're on our campus indoors, you have to have on a mask. Um, so you could be with a mask, but that's just, so we, we don't really want them in classes that, that are gonna, if, we, if they have classes that are 50 minutes, they just, and they're in person, they can do it. But some of these classes are an hour and 20 minutes and, and, and we, won't, we don't want them in those classes for that long. So it's a lot of adjusting, a lot of, a lot of things that you, you have to get used to and, and things you have to do differently. Yeah, I was asking about that, Coach, because I've seen some of the contracts for non-conference games with the COVID clauses where you only get paid for travel. And if it's fans, there is this number. If it's no fans, it's this number. So are you all people going to play non-conference games up in the Northeast area, kind of find schools up there that are willing to pay, that has the money to pay, where you can bus in one day and leave? So how has scheduling been with knowing you had previous contracts, MTEs probably that you had booked? And how's that going to be with November 25th to start date now? So two weeks to get, to get guaranteed games are gone now. So how has that been, Coach Kelly? these games here for 2020 and 2021 it's been a struggle boss man because um the guarantee games are difficult to get number one they don't have fans to generate the kind of revenue that would want that would warrant them paying or wanting to pay um number two because of what you mentioned about the travel you know we pretty much are are, are limited regionally but not just we're fortunate that in our conference we have Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York. And um, those three states have been on the same path in terms of how they're going to fight coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So the, with the mask mandates, the numbers have been very similar. Nobody's been on the, in the other person's quarantine uh, a list. So we're fortunate in that regard. Now, as it relates to non-conference, um, we had an MTE that we were, we were going to be a part of 
that we can't. It was going to we had, we had contracted it. We were going to be scheduled to go to Wyoming. We're going to be scheduled to go to California and scheduled to go to the state of Washington. Um, all that travel, we would have had to quarantine for two weeks when we got back. So that's not going to work. Um, so we had to, we're having to rearrange, you know, who we're going to play and how we're going to do it. And uh, we still haven't completed that that process. We have some things that we're talking about, but we haven't completed that process. And, so, the, mm-hmm. and coach, like, you know, does that mean contracts get pushed to next year, hopefully? Because some coaches have told me about, you know, trying to get them done the following year, just trying to play regional games with the ones who may be willing to pay this year, just play guys on your level, just, just to get some games in before you get in the conference play. So... I know it's been difficult for you guys, and I feel for you, especially up there in Northeast, man. So you think it may be going some some teams, other conferences, like kind of on your level where you don't have to really just worry about the money, just make sure we get some games in before the conference play starts. I know the MAC is a very tough conference that you guys play in for sure. Yeah, well, you're right. You're absolutely right in terms of how we're thinking about this. And in addition to that, you know, so games in our area. For instance, Ohio was a close state. It's um, it's not bordering, but it's very close. For instance, like Cleveland is three hours away. That's close enough, right? Or Youngstown State's even closer than that. They're less than two hours away. But the problem is, because of the quarantine challenges, I don't know that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so we've got to look at, like, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. And then say, you know, is it close enough where we can go up there and, you know, not have a long bus ride? Uh, but the first part of it is, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's eliminate the states that would cause us to quarantine or cause our opponent to quarantine. And I think in doing that, now we've kind of narrowed it down a little bit because we're only going to probably be able to play. We think right now it looks like we might be able to play four, five non-conference games at the max right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and 20 conference games. So, you know, we're – now there's some schools we play – we have been playing every year, St. Bonaventure and Buffalo, we've been playing them every year. And if we if we play them again, then, you know, we really only have to get two to three games. So if we don't, then it'll be a little bit more. But those are games that, you know, you know Buffalo's, you know, 20 minutes away, you know, at the most. Um, and uh, um, St. Bonaventure is probably an hour and 20 minutes away. Um, so if we play those two, it kind of keeps us out of having to go think about, you know, so it's, it's, but it is a process because they're going through the same challenges. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Now, Coach, how are you trying to get ramp, 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 ramp up the guys? No one was at home in quarantine and they couldn't really work out the way you want them to. Maybe give them workouts via Zoom with the strength coach. So, how is it trying to get the young men ramp back up so they don't get a knee, ankle that lags all year long? Because you know, when the guys go too hard when they haven't been inactive for a while, the injury book can creep in, into you real, real fast. Yeah, that is a challenge, boss man. You know, we have only had access to our gym now here for about a week. Wow. Because the other thing New York State does is, you know, gyms have opened in the last phase. You know, as, as we mentioned, there's so many different pathways for this virus to exist, and a gym really opens up those pathways. So the governor and, and his, uh, his, his uh, scientists have said, you know, we're going to 
hold off on that. You have to meet approvals for ventilation. So um, they have to come out, you get it certified, then you get it approved by the state. And there's a, there's a process involved in, um, we have just now, this will be the first, today is the first day our guys will have been in the weight room. Wow. Since last February, March. Wow. So it is a, it is a challenge and, and you're right. You have to kind of try to do it gradually. We try to try to gradually build up to um, getting them back in condition because it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Most definitely. Now, Coach, how about this? You know, for is you know your your guys getting back on campus and what else is going on in our country, Coach? How have you talked to your young men about that via Zoom? What's going on in the country? Trying to get them to understand the importance of voting and that hey, once you take off that uniform, Canisius, man, you're just a young man in, in America. You know, whether you be black, white, or whoever, you know, it, you know, you just got to be carry yourself with the right mentality. So, how have you talked to your young men about what's been going on in the country? Let them. Viv- voice to you about you know how they can be better as young men being in your program you know we've had a series of zoom calls and a lot of one-on-one calls too I've, I've spent just to try to get to know our guys at that level I've always tried to prioritize that and make that important and um so you know this has been a real challenge for young people and sometimes we can get disconnected um by by age so um so i try to spend time one-on-one with our guys to just talk to them about you know the values and, and the outlook and the way the world is looking at what's going on in the world and then as a group you know um you know we've we've got almost everybody registered to vote which that's a challenge you know we, we have one more person that we got to get registered to vote um and then um getting them to follow through and actually vote so we've discussed the importance of the responsibility mm-hmm. to vote the next thing um in terms of um issues related to race so our conference has done a, a an initiative uh a black lives matter initiative they are going to be pin or patches on the uniforms nice um, Pins on, on the lapels if we if the coaches wear uh, you know, like sport coat or, or, or suit jacket. Um, signage around the court, which um, they're in the process of determining what the signage will say. So there's some heightened awareness uh, around all of this. And it's really a learning, I think, a learning opportunity for our entire, really our entire country because it's a it's a real um, volatile time. There's some people who will oppose certain things and not know really know what they're opposing. Most definitely, so, you know, there has to be discussion. And I think amongst our guys, I'm told by them that they've had their own individual discussion about what's right and what's wrong, and you know, and 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 what they value and disrespect and how to treat people. And so um, that's kind of a continuing dialogue and. Um, I think our guys uh, are growing and learning from it because, as I said, we have uh, we have four young men on our team that that were not born in America, and um, some of them have their own experiences surrounding issues of race, but they haven't had those experiences necessarily in the U.S. Gotcha. And then we have uh, you know 
the other guys on our team are African-American. They're, they're young black men who've had very real experiences around issues of race, whether it be uh, with the police or whether it be just in general. And to try to get them to see the same thing, to not necessarily experience it the same way, because that would be, that would be difficult. But did you see this happen? I see one of the things I think happened with, uh, with the pandemic is um, the issue with George Floyd was kind of um, indefensible. And there have been things that have, people have tried to defend that I have been reasonably indefensible, but that one is completely, you can't really defend that. Sure. And it happened at a time that we all know that that's not the first time something like that has happened. But the difference with that one is it happened when the entire world was shut down. And eight minutes and 46 seconds is a long time. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't say I didn't see it unless you just didn't have cable. Yeah, don't want to see it. Right? If you had cable or Wi-Fi. Yes. And you were blessed with sight, you, you saw it. But even if you didn't have cable, Wi-Fi, or, be, or having been blessed with sight, you heard about it from someone who did. And so it was kind of undeniable and indefensible. So I think it caused conversation. And um, so now I, I think it's, 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 it's out there and people are talking about it. You can't, you can't ignore it. And... Um, then uh, you know, obviously that isn't the only one that has happened, but that has caused discussion about the other issues of police brutality or uh, murders at the hands of the police or just racism in general. And um, you can't really get away from it. And so that's, it's a learning opportunity and hopefully the country grows from it, but we've tried to um, kind of use that as a discussion uh, with our team, with our staff, we've we've always kind of talked about things like that, um, and listen to to you know one thing I think that um, that we have to do with our young people is be willing to listen to them. Yes, you know, and let them just let them just tell you what they think, and then and I've had to do this with my with my own kids. I had two daughters; they might not see it the same way I see it, but I have to listen to them. Because in some cases, they might see something I didn't see. Mm -hmm. What happens with someone like me, I've seen this happen so often that I got to be careful not to accept it. Most definitely. And they say anything you get used to, you accept. And I haven't accepted it. But if I'm not careful, young people could look and say, I think he's accepted it. You know, so you got to kind of listen to them and let them express what they're going through and how they feel about it and how certain things have made them feel and then you know discuss with them those feelings from a historical perspective and hopefully the younger people will listen to to us as well and coach i got two more for you tell us about the key guys returning on your roster this year that you what was it we had to look out for and your newcomers as well coach so the good thing is you know, we lost we lost a good chunk. Like Malik Johnson was a four-year starter, four-year captain, point guard. Um, Corey Brown was just with us for one year, but um, he, he ended the season as a starter for us. Um, and and uh, Dante St. Louis um, 
didn't necessarily play a lot, but he was he was with us for four years. So we've had a kind of a combination of of experience that played a lot, experience that didn't play a lot, and and a guy that wasn't with us for a long time, but that ended up playing a lot. Um, but we have, I think, a good nucleus of guys that last year kind of got thrown in the fire, but hopefully it will pay off. You know, hopefully last year is more of an investment from the standpoint that um, like Yako Fritz and Armand Harid played a lot of minutes as freshmen, a lot of minutes, Yako being on the all-freshman team. Um, probably more minutes than, than, than maybe what may have been good for them at that moment, but hopefully it'll pay off this year. Jordan Henderson played through some injuries. Uh, he, it was his sophomore year, um, and he played a lot of minutes through some injuries. Uh, and hopefully that begins to pay off for him as now his first year of being an upperclassman. He's a junior. Um, we had a young man, uh, Akram, um, and Akram got hurt. So he, he played in about six games. Um, and, but he played, he got, he was, he was in quality minutes. He got quality minutes in those games and hopefully that begins to pay off for him. Um, Jelani White and Scott Hitchin and Majesty Brandon are all seniors and, uh, Majesty was in his first year with us last year because he was a junior college transfer, ended up being our leading scorer, came off the bench. Um, but it was a lot of responsibility. It was a lot of things that were new to him. And now he is hopefully a little bit more. He, and he, he gradually gained some comfort uh, about being out there and playing all those minutes uh, in his first year as a Division One basketball player. And Jelani and Scott, they went through that even as sophomores. They played a lot of minutes, probably more minutes than maybe what they were, you know, ready for. But now they're seniors. So the hope is that that pays off for them. Definitely. You know, and then uh, Malik Green transferred to us and had to sit out. So he sat out all last year. Uh, he he played a lot of minutes as, as a uh, as a sophomore, so he'll be a junior for us, and, and we're hoping that that pays off for us. And then we 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 brought in some guys too, um, you know. Uh, Malik Brooks is a walk on for us. He played football last year and decided he wanted to go back to basketball. Transferred and is, is coming in as a walk on, um, but uh, two freshmen, Asa uh, Asa Baya and Seem, who's from uh, the Netherlands. Um, our one Asa went to a prep school, seen play internationally. So they, they maybe have a little bit more experience than a kid who's coming straight from, from high school. Most definitely. And then we, we signed two junior college guys. And, and I think that, that both of them, uh, uh, Amadou Fofana and, and George Maslenikov, George has had some division one experience, but didn't play a lot at DePaul. Um, is a big guy that has some potential and, and Amadou played a lot you know, a lot of minutes and a lot of responsibility and ran a team and led a team and, um, and, and was familiar with our program because his junior college was right down the street. Uh, he was very well coached in junior college. Um, and uh, in fact, his, his, his junior college coach uh, is the father of Jordan Noir, who played at Louisville. So um, uh, our hope is that he'll be able to hit the ground, you know, running a little bit and, so we're excited. The question is, we have, as I mentioned, five new guys. We have one guy who sat out and didn't hasn't played a game for us yet. So that's six guys who haven't played a game for us, which is basically half our roster. And we have a short amount of time to get mm -hmm. them who haven't played with each other. 
So we got to get them on the court and get them not only just accustomed to what our expectations are, but they got to become accustomed to each other and, and, and where their strengths and weaknesses are. And last one for you, Coach, is recruiting via Zoom. How was recruiting via Zoom this time around? Is that something you keep going forward? And, Coach, for the listeners in Atlanta, if you if young ones come to Kenesha, tell them, give them a sum on, come to Buffalo, New York, to keep playing for Coach Witherspoon, legendary Coach Witherspoon, with their, with their great offense he runs, guys. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, boss, man. Well, first of all, my wife and I love Atlanta, Georgia. We spent a lot of time in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and we love it. And the, the, that's a great question about recruiting with Zoom because we signed four guys and three of them, I didn't meet them in person until they got on campus. Wow. You know, the one had, you know, done a visit in the fall and got to know him and I actually had, had met him years before. Um, but three of these young men, I met them and in their families, all on Zoom, all on FaceTime, talked to them every day. Um, uh, Two of them were in a completely different time zone in a, in, in a completely different country for part of the time. And um, one of them was in a completely different time zone in a total different country for the entire time until he came and arrived on campus to, to take classes. And when I saw them, it was, it was like, wow, okay, I've seen him in person now. Yes. So, uh, so it was just a completely different, if you had asked me to visualize this, a year ago, I would have said impossible. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, how do you do this? But fortunately we were able to do it. And um, I do think it's going to become a big part of how we operate. I don't know that we ever, we obviously don't want it to be the exclusive way of recruiting because we had to watch a lot of video, a lot of video, five and six games of these guys on video. Um, But, but I do think it's going to become a part of it and how we, how we communicate, how we communicate with families and coaches and all of that. It, we, we just, we don't just have to use the phone. We can actually see people like boss man and myself are seeing each other right now. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, I hope some young men in Atlanta will come play for you because I, you have my step of approval. I will tell them, hey, Coach Randy Witherspoon will take care of you. He's my guy. He got your back. So most definitely play for my man, Coach Witherspoon, for real. That's right, boss, man. We love to have us, some folks from Atlanta, Georgia, because we know they'll be able to play. You got that right. We got some ballers <laughs> in there, ATL, as you know, man. So, okay, Coach, it's been good to catch up with you, man. I miss seeing you, man. I, I hope to see you guys in person real soon, man, once all this COVID stuff stops. And hopefully you'll play a game down this way here real soon as well, man. I, I, I might need to talk to my guys and man, get y'all some money down here to come play, man, so we can do everything gets going, man. <laughs> all right, boss, man. We love for it to happen. Hey, Coach, be safe, man. Tell your wife hello and your family. Hey, best luck to you, buddy. We'll talk real soon now. Okay, thanks, boss, man. All right, now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.